Hi, and welcome to The Language Lie. A podcast about idioms. I'm Ingrid. I'm Casey. What's up, Ingrid? Not a whole lot. You know, I'm out of breath for reasons that are less fu- are less fun than I would like them to be. <laughs> this is a family podcast. We just had some technical difficulties. We're going to try to get through. I love that the one location that my internet has not worked is in the United States. Granted, I am in a fairly rural spot. So how are you? I'm doing great. My internet's great. I'm on my 5G now. No complaints. Aren't you a fancy pants man? I have this lovely background that is definitely where I'm recording and not a Zoom I think everyone probably, if they could see this, would definitely think it's a Zoom background. There's like a hotel room number behind me. Know where you are, yeah. So we're going to hop right in. I do have some follow-up, but who knows how long the internet will last. So let's just let's just do an, a quick idiom this week, Casey. Cool. All right. Are you excited to hear about today's idiom? I am moderately excited. Fair to middling. Okay. You know, that makes one of us. It is pleased as punch. <laughs> punch? Spending too much time in the South. What is this? Is this an idiom? Is this fake? Is this some fake news? Pleased as punch? Pleased as punch. Never heard well, of it. I'll alert you to the fact that you also live in the South. Next idiom. <laughs> I don't want to do this one. Forgive this one. <laughs> You're using your veto power? Yeah. The one veto that we each have. In the entirety of the show, we get one veto. All right. Well, this is a strong move. Well, join us next week when we do a better idiom. I think you're going to like the origins of this idiom. Does it have to do with punch? One would think. Wouldn't one. So that's what I thought. All right. Wait. What does it mean? You're happy. <laughs> Things are good. Yes. You're pleased. Okay. Because it could, it could be like the exact opposite. I don't it's know. It's true. I don't really like punch. I don't like punch either. I mean, like the spoon, the ladle like falls in and you have to. Ew. One's hands in your drink. So easy to like drop a. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bad things in there if everyone's going to do it. I think that's probably why they don't have punch bowls. I mean, COVID got rid of punch bowls. I think like. The world got rid of punch bowls. <laughs> I, th- I think like disrespecting. Because they would. I don't know what they're called. Drug. Oh, goodness. We use, it's called spiking the punch. Spiking. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's kind of spiked, right? Are we... Oh, there's non-alcoholic punches. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Catch me. Oh my gosh, I love that you exist in a world where you're like... No, but all punch just has alcohol in it. All spiked. It's just sometimes people put other things in it. Yeah. Yes, punch is something that's usually served at like a middle school dance or something like that. So Merriam-Webster says it means very happy or satisfied. They give the example, we are pleased as punch that he visited. And so I think I grew up thinking that this had to do with punch. In fact, I'm going to jump around a little bit, which never works out well when I do. But what I ultimately found most informative, the most informative or fun site to talk about this was kitchen, thekitchen.com. And I'll come back to them. But they start this, this article by saying, just saying pleased as punch conjures up thoughts of a cheerful, bubbly drink at the center of some fabulously festive party. And they say, surely the origins of this phrase date back to some happy 18th century public house talk. Sorry, like so many strange turns of phrase in our lexicon, the story, the backstory on this is actually kind of a downer. Okay. So naturally, I wanted to keep going with it. As one does. 
when one realizes that something that seemed happy is really it's really dark not yeah. <laughs> so the grammarist says pleased as punch is an idiom from the late 1700s that's still used today see they've heard of it the capitalization of i'm sorry casey i'm sorry i was wrong about one thing <laughs> ever i'm never wrong about anything ever can you stop woman-splaining to me, please? It isn't. <laughs> Did I use that right? Is that right? I probably, I probably can't. Okay. <laughs> the cap, so in Cambridge Dictionary and a lot of dictionaries, this is Oxford English Dictionary, because so you know I love it. It should be capitalized. The punch should be capitalized. Not the pleased as. Not pleased as, just punch. And that should be a hint, Grammar says. And... Now it's more often just please just punch, no capitalization. I'm sure in my line of work, people would insist that I capitalize the P in punch. So there are examples. Did you are, know? Did you know that it was capitalized? No, I should get fired. So you could have you could have passed a book and yeah, I've I've probably ruined someone's life this way before. Yeah, I'm sorry to everyone. I did not capitalize the P in punch in your book. They're all dead now, so who cares? <laughs> Move on. So, Grammarist gives the example, While I was pleased as punch, you heeded my advice that no thing beats the modern marvel that is a de-escalating staircase when it comes to making a dramatic entrance. I was perturbed. You're so, you're so fortunate that I'm not reading this in a British accent, because if ever something deserves It'd be harder to understand. <laughs> I was perturbed not to have received so much as a memorandum of gratitude ahead of your campaign's initiative. Okay, who talks like this? Something from D Magazine. I don't know. Can, Maybe it's pro probably D for Dame. Can you read that one more time so I can All right. try to pay attention again? You're going to ask me to do it not in an accident. Okay. Yes. While can was, you do it in a Carolina accent? While I was pleased as punch, you heeded my advice that no thing beats the modern marvel that is a de-escalating staircase when it comes to making a dramatic entrance. I was perturbed not to have received so much as a memorandum of gratitude ahead of your campaign's initiative. That kind of sounds better that way. Okay. Than, than my voice? Thanks, Casey. <laughs> Jeez. Can you talk like that from now on? Yes, absolutely I can. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to hear it, but... Suddenly there's like a million listeners. <laughs> I don't know that woman. She just speaks so nicely about idioms. She just has a proper manner to her. So I found the following definition in all of our regular haunts. It's, they all say the same thing. This is, there's absolutely no other meaning for this idiom. It's in Grammarist. It's in idioms.freedictionary, phrases.org.uk. And this is from Worldwide Words. Perhaps some, some cultural footnotes might be in order. This is from Punch and Judy Puppet Show. So Punch and Judy Puppet Shows are by no means unknown outside of the UK. And the term pleased as punch is also common. The tradition of the entertainment of that name is mainly a British one, associated in most people's minds with childhood memories of sitting on the sand during summer holidays at the seaside, watching the antics of a puppet, Mr. Punch, in his candy-striped booth. He says, the puppet shows started to appear in Britain at the restoration of the monarchy in the 1660s. Samuel Pepys mentions going to see one in October 1662. The puppets were string ones, I guess like marionettes, not the hand ones of modern days. Yes, yeah, so like a marionette sort of thing. And the entertainment was very much designed for adults rather than children. Its name then was Punchinello, 
of which Punch is the short form. The show had been imported from the character called Policinello in the Com- Commedia dell'arte in Italy. Sorry for all my poor Italian. I did. Wow. As someone who's fluent in Italian, I'm. A... I mean, your family is basically all Italians. <laughs> You've told us many yep. times. So, the its original was known in the Neapolitan dialect as Polecanella, perhaps a diminutive of Policina, a young turkey cock, in reference to its beak, which looked a little bit like the puppet's long red hooked nose. Oh, so that's just a. I thought that that he's the only one who mentions that part. Some other people mention the Policinello, but he's the only one who got to the long hooked red beak, nose beak thing. Yeah. He, all of these say many of the things that the article from The Kitchen, which is what I'm now going to cite back to you, says, but I just love the way that she says it. Punch, in this case, refers not to the delicious big batch cocktail, but rather a very naughty puppet. See? Cocktail. <laughs> See? Yes, she does say it's... A, I mean, I think there are many things that are punches. Even in Swedish, there's the thing called punch that is definitely alcoholic. But you can... I, I don't know. All I'm saying... Hey, guys, write in. Is I don't have a drinking problem, okay? <laughs> I don't... It's not me. You know, there are punches of all sorts. So she says, puppets are fun, aren't they? Well, Punch of the old Punch and Judy show was an appallingly wicked puppet who delighted in his own bad behavior, and that's in quotation marks, beating everyone around him with a stick and a permanent grin on his face, according to How to Speak Brit, the quintessential guide to the King's English cockney slang and other flummoxing British phrases. I would like a copy. Thank you. This is by Christopher Moore. The character goes back to at least... Of course it is by Christopher Moore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Who else else would it be? I mean, we all know he's the um, be-all, ends-all. The character goes back to the 1600s, and he talks about the Puncinello shows. So this show started in Italy? Mm Mm-hmm. But it's... Okay, and then when they came to... When it came to Britain. I don't know if the puppet was evil in Italy. I'll look it up. But Punch was about as wicked as could be. Gary Martin's UK site, The Phrase Finder, describes the character as a wife-beating serial killer who squawks, that's the way we do it, upon offing another victim. Oh. So he, this punch guy, he kills his wife, his baby, a policeman. I wish I could find the list. And like every time he kills one of them, he like laughs. And he's like pleased. he gets out of, you know, like every situation by killing somebody. And he's pleased. So people started saying pleased as punch. Okay. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. So it's really dark. I mean, like, I didn't even want to say all the people he kills. Who else does he kill? Anyone notable? I mean, his wife and child, so, yeah. All right, obviously. (laughs) No, it's just, like, various figures. So it's that he's delighted by killing figures of authority at a certain point. Okay. Mm -hmm. Does the FBI have, like, a profile on this guy? On Punch? They ought to. Could be a puppet. <laughs> Could be about 400 years old. So along Might the... be made of felt. <laughs> I mean, I guess it wouldn't be the FBI. It would be like the MI6 or something. Yeah, he's British. that's her. I mean... Or like, um, what's the European... European... 
The Scottish Yard. Interpol? Yeah. Scotland Yard is yeah. the Brits. Okay. So Interpol, yes. Well, um, if you could do some follow-up for next week about that. About the, what? Whether they have a profile okay. <laughs> or punch. Also goes by Punicello. <laughs> um, okay. The people he kills. Worldwide words. He says, though no two shows are alike, and the story has evolved a lot in the last four centuries, the traditional plot has Mr. Punch kill his infant child, then his wife. He is thrown in prison but escapes using a golden key. He then kills a policeman, a doctor, a lawyer, the hangman, death, and the devil. Wow. He murders everyone with huge pleasure, each time squeakily repeating his catchphrase. That's the way to do it. Hmm. So. So is he lauded as a hero? I don't know, man. If... Amongst the, like, viewers of this play? Hey, British listeners, write us in and tell us if this punch person, criminal, is supposed to be a hero. Sounds like he tells it like it is. He does. He's a straight and that's shooter. And that's what I really like about him, and that's why I voted for him. <laughs> Let's run punch as a candidate in the election. Oh, he would win. He would totally win. He would win a landslide. But if we were, like, behind the scenes pulling his strings... Yeah, okay. that doesn't happen. No, ever, never. All right, so I, there's more from Kitchen. By 1880s, all the most fashionable resorts had a Punch and Judy show on the beach, according to the site of Mark. Who's Judy? I'm assuming it's his wife that he kills. Why is it named after her? She's in it for... She's the second one to be killed. She's not... Yeah, it, it is his wife. She seems not important. Well... Sorry, I just... I think she's very important, and I would like to honor her memory, Casey. Do you want to take a moment to pause? For Judy? No, I'm good. It's okay. That's the way we do it. Yes. All right. So just now that it's being lowercase, back to the like party drink, you can just go ahead and think it's about punch because now people don't link it to punch and Judy. So, but it doesn't change its that's origin. The, yeah. That's the point of this podcast is yes. to figure out why I'm saying the thing that I'm so you're saying it because there's a murderous puppet, is what I want you to know. Pleased as punch. Mm -hmm. That's real. Yeah. yeah. People should know what they're saying. Yeah. So I'd like to add one last thing. So in um, related research, something that popped up when I was Googling pleased as punch from June 3rd, 2021 in Vogue magazine. Ah, uh, yes. Little known publication. Last month. Yes. Harry, so we're, we're on trend here, Casey. We're on Harry Styles. We're on Harry Styles. We talk about, oh God. Okay. He might be launching a... I mean, I wish I was on Harry Styles. <laughs> Don't give me that fake laugh. I know you're a fake laugh. Okay. Hey, Ingrid. All of this pause space is staying in the tape. Oh, you do say things that make me not be able to compose myself, and you expect me to be composed. I'm like bright red. Okay. <laughs> she is very much bright red. So Harry Styles might be launching a like a Carolina tomato. I do you have those down there? I don't know. If yes, you... I don't want to have my face compared to a tomato, <laughs> Carolina or otherwise. It's more like your neck and chest area. Thank you. Is very... Thank you. Thank you. Okay, got. It. So Harry Styles got it. Yeah, I'd love to finish the sentence. He might be launching a beauty brand. Yes, you read that right. According to the fountain of all styles-related knowledge, at the Harry News, the style icon and watermelon sugar singer, which he stole that title from Richard Brodigan, I just want you to know. Okay. That is a book from the 60s by Richard Brodigan. 
I love Richard Brodigan. Okay. He seems to be following in the footsteps of Kim Kardashian, Kylie Jenner, Selena Gomez, and Rihanna. I've just been wanting to be able to hashtag all of them for quite some time, so I figured I'd throw oh, that in there. Finally. He's registering a new business um, in the with Companies House, the UK Registrar of Companies. The name of the business is described as wholesale of perfume and cosmetics, which could mean anything from nail polish to eyeshadow to lip gloss, with styles listed as director. Naturally, we have some thoughts. So let's take a deep dive into what a beauty brand might look like under the creative direction of Harry Styles. <laughs> That's from Vogue. I don't have any thoughts. Oh, I was ready for you to start. No. I wasn't ready, but I was. So the brand will be called Pleased As, like Pleased As Punch. According to Merriam-Webster, they then give the definition and say that it's derived from Punch and Judy. So this was in Vogue, which is amazing. Today, the phrase is used to denote a great sense of pride or delight. I feel like we need to write Harry Styles a letter. because We should have him on. We should. Hey, Harry, we need to tell you why you shouldn't name your company this, because it's about a murderous puppet <laughs> who killed his wife and child. All right. It's really all I can do not to read this entire article to you, Casey. Thank you for not doing that. Um... Also, we could probably practice our British accents and have them ready for when Harry Styles is on. Yes, we we could. We should not do it right now, but I'm going to do it real soon. I went, My friend Adelaide, who's British, once heard me speaking in a British accent, and she was like, yeah, I was saying some, like repeating something she had said. She's like, yeah, that's what I said, but I don't say it like that. I was like, heard. Okay, thank you. Do they have like a Duolingo for accents? <laughs> I, would, I think it's just called voice lessons. But So it says, who is it for? And it goes on a long explanation, but the first sentence. Is this still the Harry Styles yes, thing? I, I can... Is this a Harry Styles podcast now? I mean, we had Sean. <laughs> the language lie, a Harry podcast. <laughs> Sean Mendes never took podcast. us up on it. So, um, But it says, it's for everyone, obviously. An advocate for gender fluidity and self-expression. Styles is not one to shy away from breaking down social norms. And I will say one last thing. It says, first, let's talk about what would it look like, feel like, smell like, and taste like. I was like, I don't want to know any of those things. I feel like... Um, does he smell? It, I, I mean, he probably... He's smells. rich enough to be able to smell and, and not. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It says, first of all, let's talk about visuals. I'm seeing pearls, leather, rhinestones, and a strong 1970s references. <laughs> Okay, cool. So you Google image search Harry Styles, <laughs> and then you said the first four things. Is someone wrote this? Or is this like computer for generated? For Vogue magazine. Is that a good magazine? Because based on what you just said, didn't seem like they had any integrity in their research. Not that I should really speak. <laughs> okay, never mind. I just heard that out loud, and I'm going to... At least I didn't choose hottytotty.com to reference something. But but still, yes, I'm going to be quiet now. Go ahead. What else does Vogue say? Oh, it's in, it then says, so what does style smell of? My guess is an intoxicating blend of leather, teenage tears, and, quotes, strawberry on a summer evening. And probably, like, cigarettes. I don't know. I mean, is he allowed to do that as a child star? So I have next, we can skip this for this week if you would like to, but we, on the, on the monkey's uncle episode, we talked about how we wanted to start. I read that some phrases that we shouldn't say anymore. Yes. 
And we were going to start doing one per week mm-hmm. of a phrase and why we shouldn't say it. This is going to take me two years before I remember to do this. Yeah, no worries. It's okay. <laughs> um, I, the one that I mentioned in that episode is from the Philadelphia Inquirer. But there are a lot of articles about things that have racist origins. So we have a wealth of information here. There were so many that I was like, oh, God, I would have never even thought of that. Many of them. Most Ooh. of them. So I'm going to start with one that we mentioned on Monkey's Uncle, which is no can do. And they say in this Philadelphia Inquirer article, apologies to Hall and Oates, the innocent seeming phrase is derived from pidgin English in the 19th century when Americans said it to mock Chinese immigrants. Wow. Mm-hmm. Just so like, yeah. Oh, yikes. Says, can these words and phrases ever shed their racist origins? Language changes constantly, which I'm a big believer in that. It says we should account for the possibility that what was offensive could in time grow innocuous. It's, the reverse happens as well. NPR's Code Switch has traced the history of calling a spade a spade, which I've always wanted to look into, a phrase that originated in ancient Greece before anti-black racism existed, but took on racist meanings in the 20th century. Hmm. So. And now I feel like... It- I've heard people use that, and I didn't realize that it had racist undertones or like a racist history. Just kind of like I've heard people use that casually, like yeah, out and about. And it, I'm not like, oh, hey, you can't say that because I had no idea. Right. That's why um, we started this segment. Yeah, that's I, great. I believe it will be a controversial one because anyone who mentioned this to you or like, come on, like you, you, like there's probably something about everything. I'm like, yeah, and we should be aware of it. We should know what we are saying. As two highly skilled researchers, <laughs> it is our job is our to bring duty. everyone else to the forefront of knowledge. Yeah, so I'm really excited. Um, so our international idiom for the day, Casey. You did all the research. I've done nothing for this. I went swimming today. That's about all I I'm did. I'm so glad you went swimming. I like it when you take a break and you do some stuff for yourself. It makes me really happy. I've just been rolling around in North Carolina skipping rocks across streams so druff mud pluff mud pluff that's in south carolina mostly here oh. here there's actual dirt oh. you can afford dirt there that's cool <laughs> so the international idiom i just grabbed one because i didn't want to do a whole lot else after my meticulous harry styles research I, there were a few that we had mentioned on our night at mohawk with our french friend julian oh yeah and one of the ones that he mentioned that we got really excited about was the French for the icing on the cake is they say la cerise sur le gâteau, which is the cherry on the cake. Mm. Made me cool. happy. Can you say it one more time? French. La cerise sur le gâteau. Cool. Sorry, Polly. The cherry on the cake. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it too. All right. This is synonyms for idioms from the board game Idiomatic by the Good Game Company. So I will. Good at remembering that. Every time I'm like, what is this company called again? <laughs> there have been times when I have fumbled it. So I think it's burned into my brain now. I should look up what burned into my brain means. Ooh. So I'm going to read a synonym for an idiom, and Casey's going to name the idiom. That will cause fur to grow atop your thorax. That'll put hair on your face. That'll put hair on your chin. That'll. Your, your thorax. Put hair. Your thorax. What is my thorax? I don't know. It'll put hair on your chest. Oh, chest. What's the thorax? Your chest. 
Okay. Oh, great. <laughs> Learn something new. What can you say it again? Because I wasn't really paying attention. I have something in my eye and it's very painful. I'm sorry. It's okay. What was the synonym again? That will cause fur to grow atop your thorax. Oh, okay. Great. This is your thoracic cavity. Yeah. Where your these things sit. Rhett, tell me why I'm wrong, but I believe that's it. Um, take heed of those from Athens giving away presents. I don't know that you're going to know this idiom, so it might be hard. Uh, um, take heed. This is about, is this about the horse, Trojan horse thing? The, who has, who are the Trojans? Wow, well, I'm struggling, today. real struggling. Um, <laughs> I mean, the Greeks mm-hmm. are the... Mm-hmm. Greeks but, is in there. What are bearing gifts? Oh, oh wait, I said it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Can you just tell me the answer? This is terrible. Beware of Greeks bearing gifts. Oh, okay. And it's because it's of the tro- it's up. because of the Trojan horse thing. I know, but didn't they also do that to Greeks? Didn't they do it to other Greeks? Yeah. Just... So Greeks giving Greeks is what you should be concerned about, not like Greeks giving other people. <laughs> okay. I mean, this might be one of those racist phrases that we Scratch should stop saying. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll write the good game company. It is entirely fumes along with reflective glass panels. Oh. Yeah. Good oh, work, Casey. That was awful. You did great. I'm going to edit all of those to some. <laughs> oh. So if you'd like us to research an idiom for you, or if you have a um, regional or international idiom that you'd like us to, you could record a voice clip. You can send that to thelanguagelie at gmail.com. If you would like to support our Patreon, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash thelanguagelie. And or you could slide into our DMs at thelanguagelie, all one word, at Instagram. And make sure to like, follow, subscribe, and potentially rate or comment. Mm-hmm wherever you get your podcasts but only if it's a good rating and po- and yes yes we do not invite you to give us a bad one but if you've listened to this whole thing like why don't you just do it <laughs> I, I i also think that some people have written to our instagram and we haven't responded so i'm sorry to them um we'll get back to you soon all right we'll do it yeah so thanks guys have a good week bye